0: We're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kinder Outdoors, come on into the camp house and make yourself at home.
1: Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, this is Kinder Outdoors, welcome to our campfire, sure glad you're here with us. We've got some great company in camp with us today, I think you're really going to enjoy the show. Front door to the camp house is brought to you by Flora from Purina Veterinary Diets. Fortiflora, it's America's number one canine probiotic. Listen those long road trips, family vacations this summer and you're taking the dog with you. 3 or 4 days before that trip, throughout the trip and for a few days afterward, sprinkle a packet of FortaFlora on their food. Every day. It's safe and it helps prevent and defeat GI upset. FortaFlora. chewy.com. Your vet. It's everywhere. <laughs> Over the years BASS, B-A-S-S, BASS has just about perfected the job of returning tournament fish back to the water safe and sound. They did it again under hot and trying circumstances at that most recent Bassmaster Classic and again did a superb job. Gene Gelliland, he's one of the top researchers at BASS that puts that conservation plan in place. We're going to visit with him about how exactly they go about doing that, coming up a little later. Park City's quail, part of the Quail Coalition. They had their big banquet a few weeks ago. I'm honored to be a part of that every year. I absolutely love it. And even I was shocked to hear how much money was raised on that one night. They call it Conservation's Greatest Night, and that's no exaggeration. Pete Delkus is going to talk to us about it. And he's one of the most successful bass anglers, tournament anglers, Of all time. Greg Hackney's in the house. Grab yourself a cup of coffee, make yourself at home. We're glad you're here with us at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, I want you to see Vincente Jimenez. You gotta see this guy. I love him. You will too. He's 95, a Marine veteran. He's got his cane in one hand, his Marine Corps hat on his head, and a limit of trout in his left hand. (laughs) A nice string of fish there, Vincente. He caught them using night crawlers back on June 25th in Fenton Lake, New Mexico. Check him out on the bragging board at kinderoutdoors.com. It happens every 4th of July, every major holiday. Unfortunately, sadly, the body of a 16-year-old Madison, Nebraska boy was discovered in Lake Yankton about 8.30 p.m. last Sunday night, July 4th. He tried to float across the lake from the swimming beach on an inflatable flotation device. People that were there reported that he tried to stand up on the recreational flotation device, lost his balance, and fell off and never resurfaced. He was not wearing a life jacket. They didn't give me the fella's name, but the Fish and Game folks in Idaho said that on June 22nd, that was a Tuesday, they received a report of an aggressive bull moose charging a camper at a Harrison Lake backcountry campsite north of Sandpoint, Idaho. The moose tore apart the campsite and was charging the camper and his dog, that camper, hid behind a tree, but the moose would not stop. That's when that camper shot and killed that moose out of self-defense. Our backcountry is beautiful in this country, but bear spray, a pistol, some self-defense on your person, boy, that's a really smart thing to do and to know how to use it. And listen, you don't have to be in the backwoods to need that self-defense. Sometimes it happens right there in town. Over in Avondo, Montana, just this past Tuesday morning, the Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Wildlife Human Attack Response Team had to respond to a fatal bear attack. Fatal bear attack. A video camera from a local business caught footage of a grizzly Monday night roaming around town. The bear also got into a chicken coop. Grizzlies are common around Avondo in the Blackfoot Valley of Montana. I get mail from around the country from folks that listen to the show, and then when they need calming care for that overactive dog, they send me a note and say, Billy, what was the name of that stuff you were talking about? Calming care. People are seeing great results with the overactive dog. Over barker, over jumper, it gently and safely over time it's not a drug it very gently over time settles the overactive dog it's called calming care and you can learn more when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com pope and young america's leading bow hunting organization is getting together for their 32nd biennial convention 60 years of bow hunting conservation And some of the biggest names in bow hunting will be in attendance. It's coming up next week, July 14, which is actually Wednesday, through Saturday the 17th. Chuck Adams, Jack Frost, Tom Miranda, Frank Noska, Herb Ebers, many, many, many more. Reno, Nevada at the Nugget Casino and Resort. They'd love for you to come see them. Martinsburg, Pennsylvania, Central High School gerald brumbaugh and hunter klotz those two kids have been fishing together ever since they can remember they've been buddies all of their lives and now they are the 2021 high school fishing national champions that's major league fishing's high school championship they won it on lake hartwell anderson south carolina last week hey congratulations guys great job $40,000 $40,000 in cash, hunting gear, and other prizes up for grabs at the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation World Elk Calling Championships. Park City, Utah, July 22 and
2: 23. Hi, I'm Jacob Coward with the University of Texas Bass Team. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it. With Kinder Outdoors, hook horns.
1: billy kinder if you offer goods or services to the outdoorsman or woman kinder outdoors is the perfect place to spread the word at kinder outdoors we reach tens of thousands of hunters anglers and outdoors folks each week that would appreciate hearing about you for more information visit kinderoutdoors.com and click the advertise button then view our media kit and give audra a call outdoor gear and skills are in high demand right now let us hear from you Whether you're new to firearms or an experienced, skilled shooter, the knowledgeable, friendly staff at Marksman Firearms and Outfitters is there to help. Marksman Firearms features an extensive selection of firearms, accessories, and specialty items. Military and first responders get a 10% discount, and they offer a 90-day layaway, same as cash. Buy, sell, or trade at any of their Texas stores. Granbury, Killeen, Mansfield, and Wichita Falls. For more info, visit MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. You'll know Toby Meadows when you run into him on the lot. They're at Classic Chevrolet and Grapevine. Because on his name tag is a big green bass. <laughs> He's earned the right to wear that big fish around. He's caught three over 10 pounds.
3: Yes, sir. Three times, uh, twice on Lake Fork and once on Lake Conroe. This lifelong
1: passion for Toby started in the cab of that old Chevy truck. Headed for the fishing hole a long time ago.
3: I had an uncle, Uncle Jim, got me started. And it was just a little cork popper with a little black and yellow feathers. Looked like a bumblebee, and that started it all. Three
1: ten 10-pounders and 19 years with the classic grapevine family. And Toby is still going down the road in that Chevy truck. These days, though, it's a little newer, a little less bumpy, and a whole lot more powerful. Yes,
3: it is. I like it, too, especially that diesel. Got that half-ton diesel. It's good. Nice truck.
1: Lifelong memories await your bunch in the cab of the truck. Get started at ClassicChevrolet.com.
4: Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Atta Hook by Bullet Weights. The Atta Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the a Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll at Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com.
1: If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works, the original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com.
0: That view from the porch is pretty awesome this time of year. Let's sit and visit a while and Kender Outdoors.
1: The Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza shows are back this year. Houston, Fort Worth, and San Antonio all coming up next month in August. And I've got tickets for you. Six packs of tickets that we're giving away that are good for any and all of those shows. Okay? All you have to do to win them is is come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, kinderoutdoors.com, and get registered. At the most recent Bassmaster Classic in Texas, in hot weather conditions and a long drive from the lake to the weigh-in, the conservation team at Bass did it again, with a better than 98% live release back into the lake. Gene Gilliland is the conservation director for Bass. He helps put the game plan together to take care of these fish. For not only the Bassmaster Classic and the Bassmaster Elites, but all bass sanctioned events, they work really, really hard to put the fish first.
2: Yes, and and our goal is 100% release. Uh, Certainly at every event we do. We, over the years, we've developed a, a process for handling the fish at all of our tournaments. We use the same protocols whether it's a high school, a college, an open, an elite, they all go through the same process. Now, of course, the classic's a little different animal because of the, the logistics, but for the most part, our crew uh, and the volunteers that we recruit to help us, uh, our goal is to to make sure that those fish that the anglers bring in wind up going back to that lake alive and healthy to be caught again. And the whole process really involves two or three real basic things. We want to try to keep the fish in water as much as possible. We want to make sure that water quality is good, that the oxygen and the temperature are right. Yep. And we want to try to speed the process up so that we get them from the lake through the weigh-in back into the hauling unit or our live release boats or back into the lake as quickly as possible and and our whole system is geared to do that
1: yeah the 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 minute we watch as an audience that fish get weighed the second that fish has been weighed and photographed by the crowd it disappears where does it go from there it's like it goes under the table somewhere well
2: yeah in in past classics there was a trap door under the podium and we had people underneath the stage so when trip weldon would weigh the fish when he get through with the bag, he basically just hands it down under the stage. We had people that would take those fish in, a, in a, a bucket, basically, take it back out from under the stage, and the state fish and wildlife people, whichever state we were in, are waiting right backstage where we put the fish immediately into their hauling truck or tanks. Yeah. So it, it was a very efficient process. I've got a crew of about 10 volunteers that are all members of our a vast nation from several different states that come to the Classic every year to help out with these sort of things that are my helpers. That's uh, we'll, true. we'll have some out in the boatyard. we'll have some at the lake, and we'll have some of them under the stage again this year, making sure that those fish are taken care of to go back to Ray Roberts alive and healthy.
1: And just so people know, the, the second that those fish hit that transport truck, no matter where it may be, the fish and game departments around the nation that transport these fish, they are as safe and sound there as they are in their home waters.
2: Pretty much. Pretty much. You know, the, the state is, uh, the biologists are keeping track of the water temperature, the oxygen levels. Uh, I, I look at the hauling trucks kind of like a first aid station. Yeah. You know, the fish have been, uh, they've been hauled around in a live well. They've been shown off to the crowd. They've been weighed. They've been handled. Then they go back into the hauling units for the ride back to the lake. That's that's a good recovery tank. It gives them yeah. a chance to de-stress and, and start that process of recovery so that when we release the fish back at the lake, they can take off and, and live their lives. Yep,
1: go go do their thing. Right. Gene, talk to us a little bit uh, about the everyday angler and fish care out on our boats. Uh, proper handling, proper fish care in the live well. Talk to us.
2: A lot of it depends on what what their goal is. Obviously, if, if they're not going to keep the fish, you, you catch it, you unhook it, you release it. Yep. Uh, you, maybe you take a photograph in between there somewhere. I always like to tell anglers, if you're not going to keep the fish, don't keep it out of water any longer than you can hold your breath. Because when that fish is out of water, it's holding its breath. Right. So the whole idea is to keep them wet and, and you, you get them back in the water as quickly as possible. Now, in a bass tournament situation, it's a little different deal. Those fish are going into a live well where they may be in there for several hours in some cases. That's where the, the protocols that we've put together called keeping bass alive. It's on the Bassmaster.com website, and it's it's been a well-researched and proven process of what the anglers need to do in terms of running their aerators, moderating the temperature in the live well, and keeping track of... A lot of it's just being conscientious about monitoring the fish and not just put them in there and forget them. Yeah. Um, Especially when the weather is really getting hot like this, that's when it really gets critical to keep the aerators running all the time. So many boats now have their aerators on a timer that turns it on and off. That's very seldom enough. When the weather's hot, you've got to turn the aerators on continuously. To maintain the oxygen levels that those fish lit, you know, need, uh, especially if there's any kind of number of pounds of fish that are in that live well.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, the other thing that we try to encourage people to do when it's really hot like this is to use modest amounts of ice to cool the water down in their live wells, five to seven degrees. We don't want to we don't want to cool it so much that it shocks the fish, because when they're released again, you're taking them from cold water, putting them back into hot water. And they don't like that yeah so but if you cool your water in your live well five to seven degrees, we found that that really again it's kind of that first aid station. It kind of helps those fish uh, start to be relieved from the stress. Uh, so with constant aeration, temperature maintenance, and, and just you know keeping a track and watching the fish and, and just uh, observing making sure that they look like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing yep. uh, and, and not just forgetting about them for the day. Then, you know, real high release rates are, are certainly possible, e- even under pretty extreme conditions.
1: How about uh, that photograph when we hold that big lunker by his jaw? Uh, that's a lot of stress. Do you have any tips? Should we support that fish with two hands? Or?
2: We always try to encourage people with big fish to hold them with two hands. Uh, anytime you've got a really large fish, and I'd say six pounds or better. Uh, when you when you bend the jaw back, it can damage ligaments in the mouth and, and the jaw structure. Holding them by the jaw vertically is not as stressful. It's when you try to hold them horizontally or at an angle by the jaw that's when it can really damage the the ligaments and things in the jaw structure. Holding them straight up and down by the by the jaw is is not as damaging. Although certainly two hands is better. Gotcha.
1: I'm going to tell you my method for fish care, okay? When I catch those crappie, 10 inches or bigger in the state of Texas, Gene, I take them out of that hot lake and I put them right into an ice chest full of ice. I get them good and cold before they head for the peanut oil. Does that sound
2: good? That's, that's a pretty good recipe right there. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, and I will, I will add this, too. That's not a bad recipe for bass, either. No, it's there, not. There are a number of places around, and especially you look at a lot of the lakes that have slot length limits on them. The idea is to encourage people to keep bass under the slot limit. And there's nothing wrong, especially little spotted bass in yep. the wintertime are really tasty. Yeah. And so it, it's not a bad idea to practice what we call selective harvest. Yep. There's good times to harvest fish. Now obviously a five or six pound bass, those need to go back. But those smaller fish, especially in slot limit lakes, we always try to encourage people to. Go ahead and keep some fish. It's it's uh, it's good for the lake, and it's good for the dinner table. Yeah, it is. Gene Gilliland
1: is the head of conservation for Bass. This corner of the camphouse brought to you by Calming Care from the trusted name Purina. It very gently and safely settles the overactive dog, the one that freaks out during a thunderstorm. Calming Care.
5: Hi, I'm Walter Parrott, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors.
1: hey houston get ready it's back this august the texas trophy hunters extravaganza at the nrg center we missed it last year because of covid but the party is back on the 43rd annual hunters extravaganza friday august 6th 3 until 8 p.m saturday august 7th 9 a.m to 7 p.m and sunday august 8th, 10 a.m till 5 p.m all the gear gadgets guns and goodies at the official tailgate party of the hunting season, the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza, Houston.
6: Since 2003, Bend and Knee International has answered the call to take the good news of Jesus Christ and the hope of the gospel to the Navajo Nation and the people of Siberia. Many have never heard the simple but magnificent message that Christ is God, who loves us so
1: much that he died for our sins, defeated death, and rose again. The simple message of salvation brings the gift of eternal life if we'll only believe it. I am Tom Watson, president of Bend Knee International. Learn more about Bend Knee at bendandknee.org. Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall, the Dead Rabbit Lodge. (laughs) You see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, therefore the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Owyhee. The view from your giant Western Canada red cedar lodging stretches from the dam to the south, almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom, perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the rabbit's award-winning chef, Oh. And about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget
7: the dead rabbit.
1: There's a place I love to go in the pristine Texas hill country that features first-class lodging, outstanding cuisine, world-class wing shooting, the best free-range access deer hunting in the world, my favorite, by the way, plus native whitetails and turkey, and some of the most comfortable hosts that you've ever enjoyed. Don't forget to throw in the fly rod. You'll want to experience the crystal clear waters of Joshua Creek and the Guadalupe River. Rolling hills and Texas live oaks, friendly smiles, and spring-fed waters. Orbis and Beretta agree that Joshua Creek is one of the finest hunting and shooting ranches in existence. And I think you will, too. You won't find a prettier place to get married. And our staff and facilities will make your corporate event, family reunion, or private party turnkey and the best you'll ever experience. Joshua Creek Ranch in the historic Texas Hill Country between San Antonio and Fredericksburg. Want to go? Of course you do The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Casseria.
9: The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 Purdy's in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August.
1: You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J.
5: Casarilla.
9: Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms,
5: all with private baths, all heated and air conditioned. Uh, It's very comfortable. We don't put on air,
9: so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room.
1: Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting cordobadoves.com.
10: My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of J.J. Caceria. Can see me in Argentina.
0: Of fish in the creek behind the camphouse. Feel free to take a ride down from the wall and catch a few. Kinder Outdoors.
1: Hey, we always love it when you stop by for a visit, whether it's here at the camphouse or Kinder Outdoors, or maybe you drop by the camphouse website. Leave a note on the door. Just hang out and peruse the website a while. We enjoy your company and thank you very much. It's my honor and great pleasure every spring, this year, summer, because of a COVID delay, but every spring, uh, to help out at the Quail Coalition's Park City's Quail Banquet. It is something to see. They call it Conservation's Greatest Night. I think you'll understand why after I finish my conversation with Pete Delkas. Pete, welcome back. Welcome to the Camp House. Always good to have you, buddy. Bill, it's good to be
7: back with you here in the Camp House. always fun.
11: Here in the old Camp House, uh, you have your own chair in the Camp House. Uh, not many people have a camphouse chair. You actually have one with your name on it.
7: Well, that's where uh, I come in and I have my hair and makeup done before we go out <laughs> and go hunting, as you believe. So, I mean, what are friends, Bill? I appreciate you giving away all my secrets. But, yes, I do have my own chair. <laughs> yeah, that's,
11: and that's good news. Hey, the last time that, that we spoke, uh, it was about the upcoming Park City's Quail Banquet. Uh, Park City's Quail is a chapter within the Quail Coalition. And it's it's kind of like the mothership of the chapters. It's the original chapter, and the banquets are always just over the top. We're going to follow up now with a post-banquet interview, and all I have to say is, wow, <laughs> it was big.
7: Well, it really was, Bill. You know, I mean, you know, as we talked before the banquet, I told you, you know, we are conservation's greatest night, and after the event, we truly are Conservation's greatest night. In one night, we raised a little over two point three million dollars.
11: Oh my word! Can you believe that? In, figures that I've not even in, heard in
7: That's in oh I don't know three and a half hours. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I mean, you know, Conservation's greatest night certainly lived up to its billing once again. It always does. We sell out <laughs> in a matter of hours, and and you know the, the money that we raise. For conservation research, quail conservation, uh, it stays right here in Texas, and we're proud of it. And we are very happy and grateful to everyone that, that showed up again this year and, uh, and, and 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 was generous.
11: You know, it's conservation's greatest night in a number of ways. Uh, obviously, uh, people give from their hearts and give graciously and give a lot uh, at this event towards quail conservation. Um, but it was just—I think it was a post-COVID crowd. That was just so happy to see each other, Pete. It was like a, a family reunion, and it may have been the most enjoyable, uh, banquet time spent at a Park City's Quail banquet that I've ever experienced. It was, it was a really fun night.
7: Oh my gosh, it, it was a fun night. And what was interesting was, you know, there were, there's still some COVID uh, protocols and still some COVID restrictions, and, and we love our partnership with SMU, and of course, we, we follow all the rules, and, uh, we, we were limited with the number of people that we, we could have. Uh, so we were only able to have, I think it was about 800 people, which which it's usually around 1,000, maybe 1,100 people uh, that we have at the event. So we had fewer people due to COVID restrictions and raised two, over $2.3 million. I mean, and coming out of the pandemic, it, it, to your point, Bill, people were just happy. They were just excited. They just wanted to do something. And The generosity was just through the roof. We knew we would have a successful night. We had no idea it was going to be like that. We're just so happy.
11: Um, Let's talk a little bit about where this money uh, goes. And there's no way we can touch on every place that this money goes and and how it benefits quail in the future of that little six-ounce bird. But some very important research is funded uh, give us just a couple of examples about where this money goes.
7: Well, I mean, if you, if the number one place is uh, the, the money goes to the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch. And, and uh, you know, we have been um, supporting that organization. Oh, gosh, I, I can't even think of the when we started. I mean, it's, it's you know, 10 plus years ago. Um, so we, we support the Rolling Plains Quail Research Foundation, uh, Texas Tech Wildlife Toxicology Lab, uh, Quail Tech Alliance. Um, Borderlands Research Institute, Tall Timbers Research Station. They've got an East Texas Bob White Initiative now, uh, so in the Piney Woods of, of Texas. Uh, and then, you know, we, we, support, we support kids. I mean, you know, uh, Bill, you remember when my two were little. I mean, you and I took them out, and we, we wanted to introduce them to, you know, the, the great outdoors and all of that. And, and we do that, too, with Outdoors Tomorrow, the Bob White Brigades. Um, so there's there's a number. It's about eight each year that we support, and so, you know, um, last year we had, you know, $1.5 million that we uh, we had grant awards for, and, uh, you know, we'll have, you know, around that much, maybe a little more this year.
11: You know, I have the uh, distinct privilege and honor of teaching at the uh, recent Bob White Brigade on a beautiful uh, Texas uh, ranch, and I pulled up on the place and and was driving through admiring the the ranch and got closer to the ranch house and the facilities where we were going to teach, Pete. And the first thing I saw there was a a pickup truck with Park City's quail on the side of it. (laughs) Uh, The work is evident uh, wherever you go, wherever you hear a Bob White whistle, uh, Park City's quail is there with tremendous work. Hey, on a side note. Are you going to Montana this year? I know you. You just long for the fall and turning those bird dogs loose. Oh yeah. No.
7: Matter of fact, it's funny, Bill. I I leave in less than forty-eight hours. Not that I'm counting. I'm going up for a. I'm going up for a summer trip for two weeks and uh, fly fishing, hiking, and scouting out some new bird places. And uh, then I'll be up there for two weeks in September and almost two weeks in October. So, uh, and then you know, once that stuff all wraps up up there then Texas starts. So, you know, I got to get Bill. I mean, my goal is to hunt birds 12 months out of the year. I, I I'm, I'm about six months. I've accomplished about six months of it when you started September and, you know, you know, Texas runs through uh, the end of February, so I just got to find. Now, now, I guess I need to go, to the, you know, south of the equator. Yep, south of the equator, and uh, you know,
11: yeah, winter winter time down there in July and August, and would yeah, be, be a great game plan. I like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't guess you can tip your hand towards twenty twenty two at all, can you? Dates? Maybe a recipient
7: of the boom you know, Pickens Award? Well, we 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 haven't announced our uh, our honoree yet. We we do have the uh, the date secured and uh, it's I think it's March third so it's the first Thursday in March and that is March third, uh, 2022 will be uh, Conservation's Greatest Night which will be here you know I mean we just finished this and it's a heavy lift because you know Bill we don't have any employees now, we have yeah. we have a uh, several people that are contractors that help us uh, as we go you know the the couple of months leading into it but You know, we don't have like a overhead and a big, we don't, you know, we have some overhead because we have to mail some stuff out, but it's just guys and women and in their homes just doing all of this work. So, you know, March 3rd, 2022 (laughs) is going to be here before we know it. So we don't have a whole lot of break to take before we get rolling on uh, the next event. But the, the honoree that we haven't announced yet, and that's not far away from being announced, is so deserving such a wonderful guy and he truly leads the life of adventure and will be a very, very appropriate person to receive the T. Boone Pickens Lifetime Sportsman Award. We're very excited about this. And coming on the heels of Bubba Wood who, my gosh, what hasn't Bubba done? So the honoree that we just you know, had and the one that we'll have in 2022 are just fantastic people.
11: Man, I can't wait to hear who it is and Even though you know the date, you can't reserve your ticket yet. That'll happen later this year, and and we'll be sure to announce that when when that information is out there. Uh, And then be ready, because it's like the Oklahoma land rush, uh, to get one of those tickets. (laughs) You you better get in line in a hurry and get it done. Pete, always a pleasure. Enjoy your time in Montana.
1: All right, Bill.
7: Have a good one. Talk to you soon.
1: Pete and I have a lot of fun at that Park City Squail Banquet. My old bird hunting buddy. He's a turkey man, too. Man, he loves to. He's, like, sick with turkey hunting. (laughs) Pete Delkas. Hey, let's make a little run to the coffee pot, and then when we come back, it is, man, he's one of the top bass fishermen ever. Greg Hackney joins us.
5: Hey, everybody. It's professional angler Greg Hackney. And when I'm not into great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors.
2: It's really exciting to see right now. Uh, one thing that's great about archery is anybody can do it. Men, women, or children, everybody can do this. Um, our lessons right now are fantastic. We see entire family groups come in, have a great time, and they're finding out that this is something that is a great pastime, great sport, and everybody can be successful. At
1: Americans are learning what a huge benefit it is to learn to hunt, learn to fish, learn to put safe and wholesome food on our tables. Cinnamon Creek Archery in Roanoke, Texas, has taught many thousands of families about the great sport of archery. People who thought they could just never do that now enjoy the range and harvesting their own wild game. You can't just sell some bimbo and say, hey, good luck. You need to be able to take them aside, teach them the fundamentals, teach them how to shoot correctly so that they can be as successful as possible and really enjoy our sport. Visit cinnamoncreekranch.com and discover the great knowledge and satisfaction that So many other families have found in archery. The Quail Coalition, the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun or listened from the porch to the summer song of the bobwhite, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S. And the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet, bid at an auction, be important to quail quailcoalition.org way out in west texas on highway 287 about 40 miles east of amarillo is one of the coolest roadside stops that you'll find right there on the south side of the highway sits the buffalo gold herdware store buffalo gold features wonderful western art one-of-a-kind jewelry and all things buffalo belts boots and bison leather products of all kinds Our buffalo wool socks, gloves, hats, beanies, and more will keep you warm like never before during the coldest winters. And that road trip will feel better, too, with a soft and cozy buffalo down-knit throw or lap robe, unique and beautiful Damascus steel kitchen knives, vintage Navajo sterling and turquoise jewelry, a huge selection of bison moccasins, shoes, and boots for hunting, working, or just looking great. Stop in and see us at the Buffalo Gold Herdware Store. Yes, we do have our own herd. 40 miles east of Amarillo near Goodnight, Texas.
8: BuffaloGold.net. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me. Heroes who charged in the battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore, men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place.
0: We the people... And our right to bear arms and our right to free speech gather here. This is Kinder Outdoors.
1: Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. Welcome back to our Kinder Outdoors campfire. Greg Hackney, man, he's done it all. He won the Forest Wood Cup. He's been Bassmaster Elite Angler of the Year. He wants to win that Bassmaster Classic trophy, and he's making the transition from Major League Fishing back over to the Bassmaster Elite Series. And we caught up with him out on the back porch of the old camp house the other day. Greg Hackney, welcome back to the show, brother. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. I've got I to start uh, with you uh, by doing a little crappie fishing here. You were fishing with my buddy, Wally Marshall, uh, I believe on Sam Rayburn, a few years ago. And you all were crappie fishing... You hooked a big old crappie. You were reeling it up, and about an eight-pound bass came up and grabbed that sucker. Is that is that legend or fact?
5: No, that that's fact. That's be the only time what? in my life that's ever happened. But uh, wow, yeah, it's it's a funny deal. That uh,
9: <laughs> I
5: I, I, could, I thought it was a catfish. I couldn't figure out what I'd ha- got a hold of. in that big bass, <laughs> that crappie was thirteen and a half inches long. And before I got the uh, the bass in, he had swallowed that.
1: And I guess got him sideways in his mouth or something. No, oh,
5: actually, just. Taking him head on, he was eating the uh He
1: was eating him.
5: Eating him and uh the the crappie had swallowed my uh jig crappie jig and the fish was the crappie was just wedged in the bass's <laughs> mouth. You know, he was eating the eating the crappie. It was pretty crazy.
1: My goodness. Some days perfection just happens and that was one of those yeah, deals it was, where uh, the, the bass fisherman goes crappie fisherman fishing and fishing and catches a giant bass. Hey, uh and I know it just eats you alive to be watching a classic. You wanna be front and center on that thing does it fire you up a little bit more to uh, to get back out on the water?
5: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so I I kind of, uh, you know, I fished the Bass Pro Tour the last couple years, and this was my first full season back at Bass. So as things look right now, that Hartwell Classic, I'm I'm pretty close to uh, qualifying for the Hartwell Classic next year.
1: Uh, tell me about uh, growing up with a fishing pole in your hand with a shotgun or rifle in your hand. Who started that with you?
5: Uh it was so I, I kinda I just grew up in an outdoor family. Yeah. I mean my mother fished, my daddy, my grandparents, you know, on both sides. I mean I that just so uh, much fun. It is. And I grew up in the country and you know, in a small town and you know, that's what you did. That's it. <laughs> you know, yeah, same
6: thing here. Yeah, you know, I
5: didn't know any I guess I didn't know any better at the time and now I was talking to someone last night that I, if somebody told me right now that I would have to stop hunting and fishing, I don't know how I would live without that. I don't know that. what I'd do It's a part of my life. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, exactly. So when I retire from professional bass fishing, yeah. I'm going to hunt and fish. You're going <laughs> to hunt and fish. <laughs> you know, that's part of it.
1: <laughs> hey, tell me about your deer season. Were you able to get out on the water at all? I know COVID kind of pushed things around, the schedules some you had to fish some during the late part of the year, but were you able to get out during deer season?
5: Oh yeah, so uh, I actually got to deer hunt quite a bit last year. You know, the the cool thing about where I live is, much like in parts of Texas, the rut's real late. So you know, we fished right up till Thanksgiving, but really our best deer hunting happens in December. So I had a great deer Your rut happens
1: season. down there in December, is that uh,
5: right? yeah, typically kicks off about the fifteenth of December oh, okay. and then runs till. Feb- on into February.
1: Wow.
12: And
5: actually, like right around my house, the rut is not till February. Wow. I don't hunt there. I hunt farther north than yeah. there, but typically the Christmas time is the best time to be. in Well, woods. see,
1: we're Thanksgiving in my neck of the woods up here. It's always part of the Thanksgiving celebration. Yeah, the turkey, the family, the deer. So uh-huh. where
5: I grew up at, that's the way it was. Like, so typically after Thanksgiving, I quit deer hunting and we just duck hunt till yeah. the rest of the year.
1: Well, did you kill a uh, brag deer this year? Any...
5: Uh, I did kill a nice deer this yeah, year. Yeah, what'd
1: you do? Tell me about that. Uh,
5: well, you know, it was just a really. I, so I hunt on the river, and uh, it was really just a big management deer, but yeah. I killed one hundred thirty. Seven
1: oh my gosh.
5: Yeah, it was a monster now. Yeah, it was points. a big uh it was a it was a cool deer to shoot. Congratulations.
1: That's that's, yeah. that's cool. That's huge. Now, are you a waterfowler, Louisiana boy, you know?
5: So it's it's funny. My uh my my children now have taken over as the waterfowlers in my house. <laughs> I really uh I, I guess I just like to deer hunt now. It's yeah. funny how that I went through that cycle. I, I wanted to deer hunt all the time as I got, you know, that teenage to twenties you know, hang out with your buddies right. and duck hunt, and then as I've gotten older, i pretty much just deer hunt all the time. But so they, so my kids duck hunt to the point where it irritates me. So that's <laughs> just so there's enough duck hunting goes on at my house. Yeah, they. I don't really need to go that much. They handle that. <laughs> they deal. handle that. Boy,
1: it's great that they're out doing that, man. There's so many other things that they could be doing are looking at these days and you know what duck decoys ain't a bad deal get it's, out there. it's
5: not but man my kids are it's like an addiction it's starting to bother <laughs> me to do it to such a point
1: you and mark zona are big buddies i love watching you guys on television together because you're like a couple of school kids out there need, needling each other and it's genuine you can tell when that stuff's fake you guys like each other
5: yeah we do we probably like each other too much you know so <laughs> it's probably to the point we can't spend too much time together yeah, we trouble. may be too much alike exactly
1: Trouble. Uh there there's a really cool surf and turf you guys do on a ranch down in South Texas uh where you go out and you hunt massive deer and you catch 5 pounder after 5 pounder after 5 pounder all day. What is that place?
5: Uh so it's the Whoville Ranch and uh, yeah. a mutual friend of ours, Tom Maliski, it's uh it's his ranch and it's okay. uh, Tom was one of uh Mark's fishing partners growing okay. up and okay. uh you know he just liked South Texas and bought him a place and started that ranch and yeah. you know how you know Anybody who's ever been to South Texas, giant bass and giant deer, so it's a fun place to hang out.
1: The unemployment rate down there's got to be super high because nobody's got time to go to
5: work. That's right, just hunting and fishing. (laughs) (laughs) There's too much to do. You
1: fished the Bass Pro Tour a couple of years you alluded to earlier, uh, and now you're back uh, with the elites. Why the change?
5: Uh, you know, <clears throat> honestly, you know, so I, so when, uh, major league fishing started, I was one of the original guys in the cup events and yep. we did that for about 10 years before the Bass Pro Tour. And, uh, you know, I just, it was something I wanted to try at fish bass for a long time Yeah. and not that the grass is greener on the other side, but yeah. sometimes you think it is, you know what I mean? Sure. So I just, you know, I tried that for a couple years and I enjoyed it and it was fun, but I didn't enjoy it as much as I did, you know, Bassmaster for me. I watched Clun win the Classic when I was 10 years old. Yes. It's the reason I'm a professional bass fisherman. And, you know, it was one of those deals I did. I tried the other deal, and uh, it's for some guys, and some guys are will be fine there and be yeah. great and do well there. But for me, BASS was kind of, you know, it was a sentimental thing in a way. Yep. I enjoy this style of fishing. I think it suited me. I trained myself for 20 years yeah. to be a bass professional catch five big bass that's it and uh i just felt like the other deal the ever fish count deal i didn't get to fish the way i wanted to yeah and i just think that bass gives me the opportunity to fish the way i like to fish and you know again you know 50 50 for whoever but i mean you know for me personally bass was the best deal for me my family and uh I'll be honest with you. I couldn't be happier. It's almost—it's a funny thing, but it's almost like I started my career over. I can't explain really? that, but yeah. like coming back this year and fishing the elites is—I mean—is honestly kind of has the same feeling that it did back in 2004 when I fished the first time. You right. know what? When I started.
1: Yeah.
12: So
5: it's really a cool. It's kind of rejuvenated me in a way, and uh, I, I'm just really enjoying it.
1: Yeah, I can tell you are. You're having uh, you're having a really good time. You you look refreshed and renewed a little bit. You look. You look happier, and you mentioned uh, the history and and how it's kind of emotional to you. Yeah, man. Well, you Bass know, Master, so I've
5: been part of that history for the last twenty years, yeah. and you know, and I'm like, I thought about it, and I'm like, man, I worked pretty hard to be to get where I'm at, and yeah. I just didn't want to lose that. Sure. You know what I mean? You bet, absolutely. You know, I I don't I I definitely look forward to retiring as a Bassmaster Elite Series yeah. pro. You yeah. know what I mean? You bet. And I'll be able to look back on my career and say. Yeah. I, it was a good one. That's
1: exactly right, Greg. There's just a little bit of a shimmer on the water this morning. It's cloudy. We ought to be out throwing top water baits instead of talking to this microphone.
5: You know, we we are. We're definitely gonna miss the uh, early bite this morning, but we'll just have to get that midday bite, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Greg Hackney, 2014 Toyota Bassmaster Angler of the Year, a three-time Elite Series champion, Forest Wood Cup champion, and he wants that Bassmaster Classic trophy. I assure you. The Texas Trophy Hunters extravaganza shows are back this year and going to be in San Antonio at Freeman Coliseum Expo Hall. San Antonio is the third of three big shows. Houston kicks it off. Then it's Fort Worth, and they'll wrap things up August 20, 21, and 22 at Freeman Coliseum Expo Hall, San Antonio. Keep listening to win your free tickets from Kinder Outdoors. And block your calendar now, San Antonio, for the Texas Trophy Hunters extravaganza this August 20, 21, and 22. Another giant hour of Kinder Outdoors on the way after we stretch our legs a little bit.
0: He swapped neighbor Jones some good cigars for an evening hunt in the honey hole. Come along with Kender Outdoors.
1: I got an email uh, this past week from Lee Wilson out in West Texas and he said, hey Billy, Captain Steve Stapleton with the Texas Game Wardens and Lone Star Law told a story on your show back in 2018 about someone that he pulled over for throwing little green apples out of their truck. I'd love to hear it again. Well, hey, today's a special day because that story with Captain Stapleton is coming up in just a few more minutes here at Kinder Outdoors. Also, a lesson from the man. I'm talking about Gary Klein, one of the founders of Major League Fishing, Bass Fishing Hall of Famer, and the guru when it comes to flipping and pitching, the flipping and pitching techniques for catching big green bass. Got a big hour ahead and it's all brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. Pro Plan performance formula for your hardworking bird dogs. 30% protein and 20% fat. The ultimate fuel for that bird dog of yours. Pick up a bag at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Make the switch to Pro Plan. Atwood's is in Oklahoma, Kansas, Arkansas, Texas, and Missouri. Bassmaster Elite Series is making its northern swing now, and that's just fine with Seth Fighter. Because he's got a pretty tight grip on that Angler of the Year title. And they're headed up to a more familiar Seth Fighter neighborhood now. This weekend, the Bassmaster Elite series is on Lake Champlain. If you'd like to catch a takeoff or a weigh in, 7 a.m. Eastern, the takeoffs at Plattsburgh City Marina. Weigh-ins at that same spot at 3 p.m. Eastern each afternoon, today and again tomorrow. And if you're not on Lake Champlain and you'd still like to watch, today and again tomorrow morning. Four big hours of coverage each morning on FS1. Major League Fishing put on a show up on the St. Lawrence River, didn't they? We were talking about this last week after Jacob Wheeler broke nearly every major weight record on the Bass Pro Tour. He added yet another accolade to his resume at the conclusion of that tournament. He won the event with 35 scorable bass weighing 129 pounds. That earned his fourth career Bass Pro Tour trophy, the most of any angler, and the top prize of $100,000 at that MLF Bass Pro Tour St. Lawrence River event out of Messina, New York. Among the other Bass Pro Tour records that Wheeler set, the single-day heaviest weight, 165 one ounce. That was day one. The heaviest two-day qualifying round weight, 222 pounds one ounce. And the most weight ever weighed in a championship round, 129 pounds even. With that victory, the 30-year-old Jacob Wheeler has pushed his career earnings to more than 2 dollars. The Missouri Department of Conservation congratulates the five Missourians drawn for the state's 2021 elk hunting season. Yep, only five hunters. The lucky five are Michael Duncan of Lesterville, Michael Ellison of Gainesville, Tyson Wall of Iberia, Robert Rothermich of Pomona, and Chris Irick of Pleasant Hope, Missouri. So why is this a big deal? Well, it's only Missouri's second elk season. After years of restoration efforts, elk were native to Missouri and then disappeared. Now, after years of conservation work, they're back. During last year's inaugural elk season for Missouri, five hunters, all five hunters that were drawn, harvested an elk. Dang, that sounds like a dude right there. Hey, listen, while we're in Missouri, if you're interested in a healthy, rewarding outdoor career that helps to protect and manage wildlife resources in the great state of Missouri, the Department of Conservation is wanting to talk to you. They're currently recruiting and accepting online applications to fill an academy class of conservation agent trainees. To learn more about becoming a warden in the state of Missouri, Go click on the link at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, kinderoutdoors.com. It's time in Texas to check out the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department's Drawn Hunt Permits Program for 2021. Applications being accepted now for a shot at almost 10,000 permits in 61 different hunt categories. Drawn hunts on both public and private lands throughout Texas, And among the offerings are whitetail and mule deer, pronghorn, turkey, alligator, dove, guided packages for exotic species, and bighorn sheep, plus much, much more. KinderOutdoors.com What's up with this? An emerging illness is impacting a variety of songbirds in the eastern United States. Reports have been rolling in of sick and dying birds with vision problems, eye swelling, neurological symptoms... And this is happening all up and down the East Coast from Connecticut, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, to West Virginia, Maryland, Ohio, Indiana, and even in Kentucky. The exact cause is currently unknown and seems to be most common in juvenile grackles, blue jays, starlings, and robins. No human health, domestic livestock, or poultry issues have been reported. You know, it doesn't matter how old or active your dog is, or what kind of physical condition they're in. There is a Purina Pro Plan formula that's built specifically for your dog at his or her age with the conditions that they have. You're going to be really happy with all of the Pro Plan formulas that you find at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores.
2: This is Wayne LaPierre, and when
1: I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall, the Dead Rabbit Lodge. (laughs) You see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, therefore the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Owyhee. The view from your giant Western Canada Red Cedar Lodging stretches from the dam to the south, almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom, perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the rabbit's award-winning chef, oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world you won't forget the dead rabbit. Imagine a change in Hollywood's message. Imagine a big screen version of your life, telling your story as a God-fearing, red-blooded hunter, manifesting your God-given right and skill to gather groceries in the woods and pray over them on the dinner table. The folks seem to think this film is a great idea this is michael
5: waddle i'm talking hayes hey
1: this is your blood brother ted nugent and want to partner with you to build the first ever hunter funded god glorifying movie centered around our hope our heritage our harvest what this world needs is a hunter you make this world a better place come on TheHarvestMovie.com From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted though by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com
12: Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood.
0: You don't have to have four-wheel drive to get to this camp house. The helicopter will do the trick. This is Kinder Outdoors.
1: Hey, just a reminder to go win your six-pack of tickets to the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza Shows. I've got those tickets waiting on you at KinderOutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, KinderOutdoors.com. A six-pack of tickets to the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganzas. They're back this year after losing a year to COVID. All three shows in August. Show number one, Houston, the NRG Center. Uh, Then it all moves up to Fort Worth and wraps up uh, in San Antonio three consecutive weekends in August. Houston, August 6, 7, 8. Fort Worth, August 13, 14, 15. And San Antonio, August 20, 21, 22. And these tickets are good to any and all of those Texas Trophy Hunter shows, so go win them. KinderOutdoors.com. Steve Stapleton is a good and trusted friend of mine. He's also a captain with the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department game wardens. Maybe you've seen him on Lone Star Law. He's been on there a lot. And he joined me along with some other wardens on stage at the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Expo back in 2018. I recorded that session and played it back on the air later. And like I said earlier, Lee Wilson sent me an email last week. He remembered a piece that I played from that on-stage session back in 2018 and wanted to hear it again. And guess what? I do too, and I think you'll enjoy this little slice out of Warden Stapleton's life. Steve, you think you could bless us with a good story? Uh, you're always, seems to me like, the highest percentage of really out there customers that you handle as a department come to you. Yep. Like, they say, nope, this one's for Steve, don't arrest him. He'll catch up with them. You get a lot of those. So I'm from Van Zandt County. Okay.
10: Bless your heart. You like okay. That. Yeah, that's the. Uh, where? You, where? What part of Van Zandt County are you from? E- Edom, the beautiful part of Van Zandt County. Okay. So I'm going to tell a story, and this is mainly for the main guys because I've noticed something from hanging out with you guys. If you watch TV, if you're in the line of work that we're in. It's depressing. It it almost is enough to just take away your soul. And you think, are there any parents left out there anymore that are any good? And I'm going to tell you a story about one parent. What's your name, young lady? What'd she say? Tisa? That's not even a name, is it? Tisa. That's a car. Tisa. Tisa. Tisa, it's 3 in the morning. Nothing good happens in Zandt County after midnight. I'm coming home from Wills Point, Texas, all right? And I'm on a desolate road, and I'm driving, and I'm tired, and I pass a pickup truck. And as I pass, we go door to door. Something comes out of this pickup truck and arcs and slams into the front of my vehicle. And I'm like, what was it? It takes me a little while. I'm like, what was this? They just threw something in my vehicle. And I live out your fantasy. I turn around and light them up and chase them down. Now we get trained to control our emotions, right? At that point I did not control my emotions. I chase this vehicle down, Tisa, and I pull them over. And I walk up to the window. Here's your stop you're talking about, right? And I walk and I'm mad. I'd be mad, Steve. Because I to think, wherever they threw, they could kill somebody. I am a captain yeah.
1: with the Texas Game Warden. Well,
10: not only that, they have thrown something at my truck. I'm a captain That's with the Texas paperwork, Game Warden. That's going to be paperwork, government paperwork. I walk up to the cab. I lean in the cab, and I look inside the cab, and you know what I see? What? Two cute high school girls. <laughs> Man. And I look at the one, I'm like, hey, I, Texas Game Warden. I think, I know, you just threw something at my vehicle. And you know what the girl does? Cute girl. She grabs hold of the steering wheel and won't look at me, and she does this. Guys, tell me if you've seen this. <laughs> yeah, that's all I need. Why don't you both of you go ahead and step out of the vehicle? So I tell them, step out of the vehicle. Flashlight and weapon hand, right? Or in my, my off hand. And I turn around and I shine my flashlight in the bed of this truck. And that's when I see them. Laid in the bed of the truck, trying to be invisible. You know what it is? Two. Careful. Two punk high school boys laying in the bed of the truck, and they are surrounded because nothing is normal in Van County. They are surrounded by. Apples. Little green apples. And they had been driving around all night long throwing little green apples at vehicles. And I'll be dang, they done picked the wrong vehicle to throw a little green apple at. And then I freaking lose it. And I get them all out. And, you know, you line them up. And I line them up. And I start laying into them. And I'm looking for the ringleader. And I find him. You know these kids? I don't see one in here. You're wearing a cowboy hat. Good for you. Here's one. These kids wear those flat brim hats like that. But not not flat. Flat. And it's turned like this. That's what I'm looking for. And I walk right up to him and I'm like, hey man, did you throw an apple at my truck? And this is what he does. Uh uh-huh. <sighs> maybe. Maybe. Why did you throw an apple at my truck? And he says, uh. Uh-huh. We run out of eggs. You run out of eggs. Well, guess what? And I lose it. Well, by this time, nothing happens over there. DPS shows up. The constable's office shows up. (laughs) Will's Point PD shows up. Van Zandt County shows up. C.B. Wiley shows up. Everybody shows up. Because there's nothing going on. And I've attracted a crowd, and they're taking it in because I am having a come-to-Jesus meeting. Have you cooled off any by
1: now, Steve? No, it's worse. It's worse. And I'm telling them,
10: I'll be dang if I'm going to drive around and you're going to throw little green apples at my truck because you run out of air. And I walk back over to the kid. And I said, tell you what, hot shot. what's your name? And I get my ticket book out. And he says, oh, Doug. you ain't going to write me a ticket, are you? And I say, maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I said, I'll tell you one better than that. I'll tell you one better than that. What's your parent's name? And he starts crying like the girl did. oh uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Uh-uh. I can't wait to find out how much it costs to throw apples at 3 a.m. in Van Zandt, Texas.
10: Tell you what, Hot Shot, tell me your mom's name. Oh, dude, you're not going to call my mom. That's exactly who I'm going to call. And y'all like this, right? Because, we, yeah, yeah, we like it. So I make that three-in-the-morning phone call to mom. On the second ring, she answers, and she's real cool. She says, hello? And I say, Miss Parker, this is Steve Stapleton, and I'm in possession of Willie down here, and he's made a bad life decision. He's thrown an apple at my truck, and she's real cool. She says, I see. I'll be right there. Whoa, that was good. You know, so I go back to riding the ticket. I'm talking to the troopers, having a good time, and I'm talking to the biggest, meanest trooper. And I was like, you believe this? And all of a sudden, he looks past me, and his eyes kind of run cold, and he says, man, I got to go. And he leaves. I'm like, where are you going? And I look across the parking lot, and Miss Parker has shown up in Wills Point, Texas. And she is standing outside the minivan, and she is holding the belt. And I run to her and I'm like, No, Miss Parker, now hang on. <laughs> I completely condone what you're fixing to do here, but this may be best left to your private residence. And she says, No, if it's all the same to you, I'm fixing to take care of this right now. And I was like, okay, well, let me get back to my truck. And before I could get back to my truck, she caught Willie at that truck. And I'm here to tell you, in Dallas, Texas, this afternoon, she beat him through that truck with that belt. And the bad thing is, is I watched it. And I liked it.
8: A lot.
1: <laughs> Captain Steve Stapleton, one of our Texas game wardens, and yeah, he's uh, quite often seen on Lone Star Law TV. The stuff that happens in the middle of the night out yonder with our game wardens. <laughs> hey, this corner of the camphouse is brought to you by Purina Pro Plan, the world's greatest dog fuel. Hey, if you're not feeding Pro Plan, Make the switch. Find the formula that best suits your dog. Take pictures and pay attention. In just a couple of weeks, you'll see a healthier dog. Pick up a bag today at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores.
0: Hey, everybody. It's Dave Mercer with Bassmaster. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I am sure thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors.
1: Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. Fort Worth, get ready, it's back. The Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza. It's coming to the Fort Worth Convention Center. August 13, 14, and 15. Make your plans now. Block out the calendar. Come book a hunt. Take a look at all the very latest and greatest. Feeders, blinds, camo, ATVs, optics, game calls, and everything else that goes with it. The tailgate party to the fall hunting seasons happens in Fort Worth with the Texas Trophy Hunters extravaganza, August 13 through 15. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. You'll know Toby Meadows when you run into him on the lot. They're at Classic Chevrolet and Grapevine because on his name tag is a big green bass. <laughs> He's earned the right to wear that big fish around. He's caught three over 10 pounds.
3: Yes, sir. Three times a uh... Twice on Lake Fork and once on Lake Conrad.
1: This lifelong passion for Toby started in the cab of that old Chevy truck, headed for the fishing hole a long time ago. I had an uncle, Uncle
3: Jim, got me started and it was just a little cork popper with little black and yellow feathers, looked like a bumblebee and that started it all.
1: Three 10-pounders and 19 years with the classic grapevine family and Toby is still going down the road in that Chevy truck. These days though, it's a little newer, a little less bumpy. And a whole lot more powerful.
3: Yes, it is. I like it, too. Especially that diesel. Got that half-ton diesel. It's good. Nice truck.
1: Lifelong memories await your bunch in the cab of the truck. Get started at ClassicChevrolet.com. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife quail.
2: Easily, six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these right. people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kerchival
1: invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit joshuacreek.com. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by r and Works. The original. The last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com.
0: Hunters and fishermen gather here every week. Boy, we need another freezer. This camphouse is Kinder Outdoors.
1: KinderOutdoors.com is the website. If you want to hear anything that you've missed here, it's there. And as a matter of fact, the podcast, you can hear uh, an entire copy of the show at KinderOutdoors.com or from your favorite podcast provider. Gary Klein is in the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. He's a co founder of Major League Fishing, and he didn't invent flipping and pitching, but he's made a lot of money doing it, and he's kind of known as the modern day guru. I had a conversation with him about it, and by the time you finish listening to this, you'll be better at flipping. And pitching, uh, you're the man. You you have uh, built a career on flipping and pitching. You're a versatile guy, but flipping and pitching's been your backbone.
6: Well, it really has been, Billy. And I mean, you know, one of the key things for me growing up as a young fisherman you know i was 15 years old and i met d thomas and d thomas is truly the father of flipping he's the one that invented the technique so in my early years i was kind of like d's son you know he has three daughters so i was the son that he never had and spent a lot of time in the boat with him learning the technique but there's so much more to flipping and pitching than just the technique
1: you know uh, i was i had uh, took some wounded warriors hunting and i Messed my foot up. I had six surgeries. I was on a walker for about a year and a half. But you know what I could do? I could lean on that walker with a knee, and I could practice flipping in the yard. You can really get good uh, in the front yard. And I watched everything I could find on the Internet uh, where Gary Klein was talking about flipping and pitching. And one key that uh, I picked up on that's made me a better bass fisherman, well, there have been a lot of those, but one in particular is uh, when you flip to that tree or whatever, you're going to immediately start spooling off line. You want to make sure that that, that that jig or whatever you're pitching drops straight down.
6: Well, that is correct. And let's just kind of start at the beginning, and I'll try to run through it real quick. Pitching and flipping is nothing more than a technique. It's a way to present a lure To shallow water cover that the fish are living in or using or around. But one of the advantages to flipping and pitching is that unlike casting, your accuracy is almost 100%. And you always hear me talk about a pattern within a pattern. And folks, I cannot stress this enough a lot of times the fish like to be in the cover a lot of times they're on the back side of the cover and when you're flipping and pitching because you're so precise with your lure presentation you really get a chance to experience that it's almost like being up close and personal like bow hunting you actually get to develop a relationship with the animals
1: i'll tell you what it's it's so much fun for me to go down a bank i caught my first double digit fish with a jig flipping pitching and uh, it's just so much fun to go down through there and visualize that next piece of cover and then pick it apart
6: well not only that too because especially when you get on a bite where the fish are really nice size around the bushes the buck bushes or maybe in a lay down tree or something when that lure is presented to that fish he's there for a reason he's he's ready to feed and bass are pretty pretty aggressive but on a big fish you can't see him below the water, so a lot of times your lure presentation may be on the backside of the fish. That fish is going to move a lot of real estate when he swings his body around to get to the bait. That's when you see the bush move or the logs move or the debris or the big boil, and it is. It's really, really exciting.
1: Yeah, and the blood pressure starts going up in anticipation. Uh, do you modify your jigs in any way, uh, or does that have to do with the, the situation you're in?
6: Well, both of those comments are true. I mean, the, the lures that I use today, let's, let, let me just say, first of all, when you are using the, the flipping or pitching technique, most of the time, anglers across this country have been conditioned to using a single hook, like a jig with a weed guard on it, or a Texas rigged plastic worm where the hook is not exposed. That allows the bait to be fished in heavy cover without getting hung up. But flipping, like I said earlier, is just a technique. And it's really important not to really get hung up on, on the lures as much because I flip a lot of spinnerbaits. Um you know, pitching and flipping a spinnerbait is very efficient. Again, it's a piece of lead on a wire frame that has a single hook, so it is very weedless. But I have literally flipped Almost every type of lure that you conventionally cast, from big square bills uh, to a three-quarter-ounce Hopkins spoon. I got on a bite one time flipping down a rock bank, and I was actually catching them on a spoon better than I could anything else. So you have to be open-minded with the technique. But here's the advantages to flipping and pitching. I've already covered the fact that your percentages, once you learn the technique, got to practice it, is almost 100%. You can put the lure... Uh, anywhere you want to. I mean, on the backside, front side, down the middle. But because you're using a rod that is usually extended in length, the length of the rod gives you the leverage. And along with the technique, you have the tendency to use heavier lines. In other words, I'll flip a lot of 25, 30, 40. Oh, now we flip a lot of braid um, so you have an advantage as far you don't have to worry about your line breaking but because you have a rod that has length it gives you the angler the ability to lead the fish away from the cover or out of the cover once you set the hook and you know when you have a bass that's hooked in the mouth he's going to go where the pressure takes him and you can direct his you can direct his direction with the length of the rod so length of rod Larger line, and yes, on the hooks that we're using, because everything is such close quarters, you don't have a lot of stretch factor involved. We have the tendency to use a, uh, a thicker diameter hook mm-hmm. or, or maybe a, what, you, what uh, you hear called a wide-bite hook, something that's got a bigger bite. Sure. So, yeah, it's all a combination of everything.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, let's, let's build a, a flipping rod real quick for some folks. You're a ducket guy. Uh, tell me about your rod, and I bet you want a real fast reel on there, too.
6: Exactly, uh, because the reel, when you're flipping and pitching, does nothing more than pull the line in. Inches per turn of the handle, that's all a reel does. So I have the tendency to use a high-speed reel, and a Duckett, we have a 360 that is a 7.3 to 1, so it's relatively quick. But also, when you go to a larger diameter line, you're also increasing the gear retrieve or the inches per turn of the handle on that reel. So, yeah, but my perfect rod is a Duckett. Uh, we have a Micromagic rod, it's a 7-9, it is a parabolic bend flip stick, and an 8-foot in the white ice line, an 8-foot Gary Klein flip stick, parabolic, a nine and a half inch handle on it, so all the rod is out in front of the reel seat itself, so I'm, again, I'm trying to give an angler an advantage by extending the rod length.
1: When do we set the hook, uh, Gary? Uh, when we see our line swimming off, When?
6: Well, I tell you, that's real important because we had just covered the fact that it's in close battling. You see everything going on. You watch the bush move.
1: I'm wanting to set the hook when that bush wiggles.
6: Exactly. And as a rule of thumb, I never set the hook until I feel the weight of the fish. And what I, say, I do it real quick, but when I see a strike or I detect a strike, I'm actually going to lift the rod tip until I feel the weight of the fish and set the hook. And just a real quick example, a lot of times I've been on bodies of water where the fish are really on a good crawdad bite. So I'm fishing a brown jig, brown-red jig, brown-orange jig, black-red, something that's resembling a crawdad. Well, a lot of times a bass, his initial movement on a crawdad will be to basically grind it into the bottom and injure that crawdad. And one way you experience that, you get on a good jig bite and you you set the hook. You'll hook a lot of these fish on the outside of the mouth. So normally what I'll do when I experience that, I'll get the bite on a jig, and then I'll just pick up on it, and if the fish is not there, then I'll just kind of jiggle a little bit, and he'll get it. You know, he's going to get that bait. So, yeah, as a rule of thumb, never set the hook until you feel the weight of the fish.
1: You're not going to get any better instruction than that. Gary Klein, Hall of Famer, talking about flipping and pitching. Another really good bass angler is Greg Hackney. He won a Forest Wood Cup with FLW. He won Angler of the Year on the Bassmaster Elites. He fished a couple of years of Major League Fishing, and now he's back on the Elite Trail. He only fishes at the highest level, and all he does is win. He wants a Bassmaster Classic Championship sitting on his mantle, and he's driven to go get it. I sat down with Greg on the back porch not long ago, and we had a great conversation about MLF, bassmaster elites and life in general my conversation with greg is coming up the hack attack after we grab a fresh cup of coffee i'm billy kinder and this is kinder outdoors hey thanks a lot for hanging out with us i sure do appreciate it come back next week and bring a buddy
6: i'm professional angler gary klein and when i'm not in the great outdoors i'm always thinking about it with kinder outdoors
1: Coalition, the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun or listened from the porch to the summer song of the bobwhite, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S. And the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet. Bid at an auction. Be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org. Whether you're new to firearms or an experienced, skilled shooter, the knowledgeable, friendly staff at Marksman Firearms and Outfitters is there to help. Marksman Firearms features an extensive selection of firearms, accessories, and specialty items. Military and first responders get a 10% discount, and they offer a 90 day layaway, same as cash. Buy, sell, or trade at any of their Texas stores. Granbury, Killeen, Mansfield, and Wichita Falls. For more info, visit MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. If you offer goods or services to the outdoorsman or woman, Kinder Outdoors is the perfect place to spread the word. At Kinder Outdoors, we reach tens of thousands of hunters, anglers, and outdoors folks each week that would appreciate hearing about you. For more information, visit KinderOutdoors.com and click the Advertise button. Then, view our media kit and give Audra a call. Outdoor gear and skills are in high demand right now. Let us hear from you.
9: Now, more than maybe ever, we could all use a little getaway. And the Vineyard's Campground and Cabins in Grapevine, Texas is the perfect spot. We are open for business and with well-thought-out precautions to help keep our guests safe. Bring the RV and enjoy our full-service hookups, complete with cable TV, ramped-up Wi-Fi, and space to spread around while enjoying a great view of Grapevine Lake. We can comfortably accommodate any size RV or motorhome with plenty of pull-through sites. The Vineyards also features spacious lakefront cabins, fully equipped with all that you and your family will need to enjoy comfort camping. Our campground store is well-stocked with everything from groceries and ice to firewood and fishing supplies. Don't forget to bring the boat. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins features a private boat ramp with plenty of parking, a private beach, kayak, bicycle and paddleboard rentals, and even a full-service laundry on-site. Come to the Vineyards. We're right in the middle of Dallas-Fort Worth, but you'll feel millions of miles away. VineyardsCampground.com.
4: Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at Bulletweights.com.
0: The fish came from our waters, the meat from our fields, the heritage and history. From our hearts. Glad you're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors.
1: Kinder Outdoors is proudly made in the USA. You can check out the website at kinderoutdoors.com. You can give us a call at 877-820-2256, 877-820-BBKO. And you can download a podcast wherever you get your podcast. Hey, they know about us. All you have to do is let them know that you want Kinder Outdoors and they'll send you a free weekly download every week. Thanks so much for hanging out with us and spending a little time with us, just like Greg Hackney did a couple of weeks ago out on the back porch. Greg Hackney, welcome back to the show, brother. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. i got I got to start uh, with you uh, by doing a little crappie fishing here. You were fishing with my buddy, Wally Marshall, uh, I believe on Sam Rayburn, a few years ago, and you all were crappie fishing you hooked a big old crappie you were reeling it up, and about an eight pound bass came up and grabbed that sucker is that is that legend or fact
5: no that that's fact that's to be the only time what? in my life that's ever happened but uh wow yeah it's it's a funny deal that uh <laughs> I, I, I could i thought it was a catfish I couldn't figure out what i'd ha- got a hold of in that big bass <laughs> that crappie was thirteen and a half inches long and before I got the uh the bass in he had swallowed that
1: and I guess got him sideways in his mouth or something. No, oh,
5: actually just taking him head on. He was eating the... Uh, he
1: was eating him.
5: Eating him. And uh, the the crappie had swallowed my... uh Jig. Crappie jig. And the fish was... The crappie was just wedged in the bass's <laughs> mouth. You know, he was eating the... Eating the crappie. It was pretty crazy.
1: My goodness. Some days, perfection just happens. And that was one of those yeah, deals was, where uh, the, the bass fisherman goes crappie fisherman and fishing and, and catches a giant bass. Hey, uh, and I know it just eats you alive to be watching a classic. You want to be front and center on that thing. Does it fire you up a little bit more to uh, to get back out on the water? Oh,
5: yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so I I kind of, uh, you know, I fished the Bass Pro Tour the last couple years, and this is my first full season back at Bass. So as things look right now, that Hartwell Classic, I'm I'm pretty close to uh, qualifying for the Hartwell Classic next year.
1: Uh, tell me about uh, growing up with a fishing pole in your hand with a shotgun or rifle in your hand. Who started that with you?
5: Uh it was so I, I kind of I just grew up in an outdoor family. Yeah. I mean my mother fished, my daddy, my grandparents, you know, on both sides. I mean, I that just That's so uh, much fun. It is. And I grew up in the country and you know in a small town and you know that's what you did. Yeah, that's it. You know, <laughs> same thing here. Yeah, I didn't know any I guess I didn't know any better at the time and now I was talking to someone last night that I, if somebody told me right now that I would have to stop hunting and fishing, I don't know how I would live without that. I don't know that. what I'd do It's a part of my life. You know yeah, what I mean? Like Exactly. So when I retire from professional bass fishing, yeah. I'm going to hunt and fish. You're going <laughs> to hunt and fish. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> part of it.
1: Hey, tell me about your deer season. Were you able to get out on the water at all? I know COVID kind of pushed things around, the schedules some you had to fish some during the late part of the year, but were you able to get out during deer season?
5: Oh yeah, so uh, I actually got to deer hunt quite a bit last year. You know the the cool thing about where I live is, much like in parts of Texas, the rut's real late. So you know we fished right up till Thanksgiving, but really our best deer hunting happens in December. So I had a great deer Your rut happens
1: season. down there in December, Uh
5: right? yeah, typically kicks off about the fifteenth of December oh, okay. and then runs till. Feb- on into february
1: wow
12: and
5: actually like right around my house the rut is not till february wow. i don't hunt there i hunt farther north than yeah. there but typically the christmas time is the best time to be Wow! In the see
1: we're thanksgiving in my neck of the woods up here it's always part of the thanksgiving celebration yeah the turkey the family the deer so, so where
5: i grew up at that's the way it was like so typically after thanksgiving i quit deer hunting we just duck hunt too yeah the rest of the year.
1: Well did you kill a uh, brag deer this year?
5: Uh I did kill a nice deer this yeah, year. Yeah,
1: what'd you do? Tell me about that. Uh
5: well, you know, it was just a really I, so I hunt on the river and uh it was really just a big management deer, but yeah. I killed a hundred and thirty inch seven point.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah,
5: it was a monster now for a seven. So. Point. There's a yeah. on Yeah, it was points. a big uh it was a it was a cool deer to shoot. Congratulations.
1: You know? That's yeah. that's cool. That's huge. Now, are you a waterfowler, Louisiana boy you
9: know?
5: So it's it's funny, my uh my my children now have taken over as the waterfowlers in my house, I really, uh I, I guess I just like to deer hunt now. It's yeah. funny how that I went through that cycle. I, I wanted to deer hunt all the time as I got, you know, that teenage to 20s, you know, hang out with your buddies and right. duck hunt. And then as I've gotten older, I pretty much just deer hunt all the time. But so they... So my kids duck hunt to the point where it irritates me. So, that's just, so there's enough duck hunting goes on at my house. Yeah, they, I don't really need to go that much. They, <laughs> they handle that. <laughs> they tour. handle that. Boy,
1: it's great that they're out doing that, man. There's so many other things that they could be doing are looking at these days, and you know what, duck decoys ain't a bad deal, get it's, out there. It's
5: not, but man, my kids are, it's like an addiction, it's starting to bother me, <laughs> they do it to such a point.
1: You and Mark Zona are big buddies, I love watching you guys on television together, because you're like a couple of school kids out there, need, needling each other, and it's genuine, you can tell when that stuff's fake, you guys like each other.
5: Yeah, we do, we probably like each other too much, you know, so <laughs> it's probably to the point we can't spend too much time together, yeah, we trouble. may be too much alike, exactly.
1: Trouble. Uh there there's a really cool surfing turf you guys do on a ranch down in South Texas, uh where you go out and you hunt massive deer and you catch five pounder after five pounder after five pounder all day. What is that place?
5: Uh so it's the Whoville Ranch and yes. uh, yeah. a mutual friend of ours, Tom Malisky, it's uh it's his ranch and it's okay. uh, Tom was one of uh Mark's fishing partners growing okay. up and okay. uh you know, he just liked South Texas and bought him a place and started that ranch and you yes. know how, you know, Anybody who's ever been to South Texas, giant bass and giant deer, so it's a fun place to hang out.
1: The unemployment rate down there's got to be super high because nobody's got time to go to work.
5: That's right, just hunting and fishing. (laughs) (laughs) There's too much to do. You fished the Bass Pro
1: Tour a couple of years you alluded to earlier, uh, and now you're back uh, with the elites. Why the change?
5: Uh, you know, honestly, you know, so I, so when, uh, Major League Fishing started, I was one of the original guys in the cup events, and we did that for about 10 years before the Bass Pro Tour, and, uh, you know, I just, it was something I wanted to try at Fish Bass for a long time, Yeah. and not that the grass is greener on the other side, but sometimes you think it is, you know what I mean? Sure. So I just, you know, I tried that for a couple years, and I enjoyed it, and it was fun, but I didn't enjoy it as much as I did, you know, Bassmaster for me... I watched Clun win the Classic when I was 10 years old. Yes. It's the reason I'm a professional bass fisherman. And, you know, it was one of those deals I did. I tried the other deal, and uh, it's for some guys, and some guys are will be fine there and be yeah. great and do well there. But for me, BASS was kind of, you know, it was a sentimental thing in a way. Yep. I enjoy this style of fishing. I think it suited me. I trained myself for 20 years yeah. to be a bass professional to
9: catch five big bass that's
5: it and yeah. uh i just felt like the other deal the ever fish count deal i didn't get to fish the way i wanted to yeah and i just think that bass gives me the opportunity to fish the way i like to fish okay. and you know again you know 50 50 for whoever but yeah. i mean you know for me personally bass was the best deal for me my family and uh I'll be honest with you, I couldn't be happier. It's almost, it's a funny thing, but it's almost like I started my career over. I can't explain really? that, but yeah. like coming back this year and fishing the elites is, I mean, is honestly kind of has the same feeling that it did back in 2004 when I fished the first time. You right. know, when I started. Yeah. So it's really a cool. It's kind of rejuvenated me in a way, and uh, I, I'm just really enjoying it.
1: Yeah, I can tell you are. You're having a, you're having a really good time. You you look refreshed and renewed a little bit. You look. You look happier. And you mentioned uh, the history and, and how it's kind of emotional to you. Yeah, man. Well, you know, Bassmaster, so I've
5: been part of that history for the last 20 years. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm like, I thought about it, and I'm like, man, I worked pretty hard to be to get where I'm at, and yeah. I just didn't want to lose that. Sure. You know what I mean? You bet. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't, I, I definitely look forward to retiring as a Bassmaster Elite Series yeah. pro. You yeah. know what I mean? You bet. And I'll be able to look back on my career and say, yeah. I, it was a good one. That's exactly
1: right. Greg, there's just a little bit of a shimmer on the water this morning. It's cloudy. We ought to be out throwing topwater baits instead of talking to this microphone.
5: You know, we, we are. We're definitely going to miss the uh, early bite this morning, but we'll just have to get that midday bite, I guess.
1: <laughs> Greg Hackney, you can bet your bottom dollar he'll be fishing that classic next year on Hartwell and fishing as hard as he ever has in his career. Well, hey, we're all out of time, but I do want to thank you again for hanging out with us today. I also want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the time that we've had together. Looking for a place to go to church? Why don't you join me? Every Sunday morning, there's a link at kinderoutdoors.com. You can enjoy some good Bible teaching right there on the bow of the boat or in your recliner at home or wherever you might be. We'll see you next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch.